Welcome to Grace in the Shadows with Dr. Marla Beeler and Dr. J. Dr. Jonathan Beeler. Well, here we are at the end of a week. Another week in paradise. Another week in paradise. Uh, we do want to shout out to Raleigh and Mooresville. Yeah. You are two of the cities that have most listeners from you, yeah, too. We're excited about that. Right I know. Yeah. So excited. So thank y'all for listening. Um, we are, though, uh, there was a tragedy that occurred in Raleigh yesterday. Uh, five people were killed, um, including one officer, police officer. We're so sorry to hear about that. Uh, Raleigh's, horrific. Yeah, horrific. It was awful. Um, Raleigh is a very close place to our heart. Our daughter lives there, and, and we've lived there as well. Uh, so we are definitely lifting uh, you guys up in prayer praying for the families and the friends of the ones that were lost and uh, just praying for you. Please know that we are. Um, please check out our website. We have a new Yay. website. Yeah. Well, a website, not new. Well, it's new to us. So grace in the shadows, uh, O-R dot O-R-G grace in the shadows, O-R dot O-R-G. And last week I gave the wrong email address. I, I know. Do apologize. <laughs> yeah. It is Dr. Jonathan D-R-J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N. At Grace in the Shadows OR dot ORG. So drop us a line. Let us know where you're listening from. Let us know prayer request. Um, so you're going to have to do some extra credits. I guess so. Let us know um, <laughs> any prayer requests you have or topics you'd like us to explore, explore further. Um, and, and if you or someone else you know um, needs counseling, uh, please reach out to us. We'd be happy to talk to you. So today, what are we going to be discussing? Loneliness. Loneliness. Yeah, I think this is an epidemic. I think loneliness is. Yeah, there are a lot of people that are lonely. I know I've been lonely. Um, and collectively as a couple, we've been lonely in the fact where we didn't feel like we had people to go to. That's happened to us in the past. Um, so we, we understand loneliness. I think it's epidemic for many reasons. I think in a first world nation, mm -hmm. um, you know, in, in the United States being a first world nation in mm -hmm. Europe, I think we're more individualistic. And because of that, we isolate ourselves right. and we're, we don't talk about our emotions as much. And we're unlike the third world nations, second world nations, where people are more collective, people are uh, more focused in groups and more focused in uh, uh Family like Absolutely. And I do think that the COVID epidemic, I think that caused loneliness to be even more because people withdrew into themselves more. People began working from home. Some people are still working like we are. We still work from home um, and, and have not. You know, a lot of people have not gotten back out there. Um, and I, I really feel like uh, neighbors, people go in each other's house, they close the door and there's not the collected neighborhoods get-togethers, talking things out, watching out for each other like there used to be. So that makes people more lonely as well. I mean, my dad would, I remember as a kid, he'd walk out, mm -hmm. <clears throat> get the mail, and say, you know, he'd talk to all the neighbors yep. and gather on, the, on, like, on the road. Yeah, and talk. And talk. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was... Uh, same for me. Yeah, anymore. you don't see that yeah. anymore. It's very unfortunate. I mean, a lot of times your friends came from your neighbors, and you just don't see that much. And I also think that, uh, you know... A lot of people we see, whether it's church, whether it's businesses or school, a lot of people we see uh, under, underneath the, their smiles, they wear a mask. Mm -hmm. 
which is hiding their loneliness and sadness. Absolutely. So uh, does that make sense? Absolutely makes sense. So when we look at, I want to, I want to, I want to give you some quotes from people that struggle with loneliness. Okay. Charles Schultz. Do you remember who he was? Yes, he wrote Peanuts, Snoopy, Charlie Brown. Yeah. He said, he said this, there must be different kinds of loneliness, or at least different degrees of loneliness. But the most terrifying loneliness is not experienced by everyone and can be understood by only a few. I compare the panic and this kind of loneliness to the dog we see running frantically down the road, pursuing the family car. Aww. He is not really being left behind, for the family knows it is to return. But for that moment, in his limited understanding, he is being left alone forever, and he has to run and run to survive. It is no wonder that we make terrible choices in our lives to avoid loneliness. That's sad. Oh, you're getting a visual aid there. Huh? I am. You poor picture puppy. that little puppy. I running. do. Oh, poor little lonely yeah. puppy. Uh, Maya Angelou. She's a poet, right? Artist. Artist, yeah. yeah. Uh, music was my refuge. I could crawl into a space between the notes and curl my back to loneliness. That's very powerful. Yeah. Very powerful visualization there. Yeah. Hmm. The great Christian sci- sci- uh, psychiatrist from Switzerland, Dr. Paul Turner, once wrote, Loneliness is the most devastating malady of this age. Millions of people every day are crying on the inside, some on the outside, because they're lonely. Mm. You know, a lot of literature and music, mm-hmm. the themes are, well, guess what they're about? Loneliness. Do you know any songs of loneliness? Lonely Hearts Club? I don't know. Is that what it's called? Is that the title? But I, I don't know. You, know. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> None but the lonely heart. Okay. Uh, only the lonely. Mm-hmm. Uh, alone again. Uh, you're lonely, lonely. <laughs> There's a lot of lonely There's songs. There's a lot of lonely songs. That's sad. And those are older songs. True. I'm sure there's even more stuff about I'm that. sure there are. Yeah. Uh, I think people within, in, in leadership, too, are often more opt to be more lonely. Uh, definitely, you know, pastors are, um, leaders definitely are, um, people at the top, I think, mm-hmm. get very lonely. Think about the president. You know, yeah. people either like him or they don't. Right. And he pushes them back because of his his influence. Yeah. And and also distrust. So, you know, that's a very lonely position. I mean, he chose it. Well, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. I mean, yeah, because the president is surrounded by a lot of people, but there are, a lot of them are just there because it's their job. So mm-hmm. I'm sure he's lonely because he doesn't feel like he really has true companions. I think pastors are like that, too. Pastors right? are definitely. And families. Lonely, yes. Yes, definitely. Uh, and in leadership positions. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, people from all walks of life experience loneliness. I yes. mean, whether you're money, wealth, position, power, education. Yep. And in fact, sometimes that is exactly why they're lonely. True. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You know, Janice Joplin? Yes. Uh, I, she was a singer. Before I was saved, I, I liked a lot of her music. Okay. I mean, still, she's still good. She was still a good singer. Yeah. She, she, she was a jammer. Music. She was the right. queen of rock singers in the okay. late 60s. Yeah. She died from overdose of heroin. So sad. This is what she said. Shortly before she died, she said, when I'm not on stage playing, I just lie around and watch television and feel lonely. That's really sad. Yeah. H.G. Mm. Wells, the noted British science historian, lecturer, author, considered by many the greatest intellect of the 20th century, simply stated before he died, I am lonely. You know, I think there are more lonely people than we realize out there. I mean, you can be in a crowd. I think there's millions, yeah. maybe even billions. 
Absolutely. And, and, and you could even have a smile on your face and be in a crowd, be interacting with others, but in the inside. Be I lonely. think many people we see out there smiling and going through their life are mm -hmm. lonely. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know someone else that was probably lonely? Who? Jesus. I'm sure. I'm sure Jesus was very lonely. Yeah. And uh, several times, I'm sure he was. I mean, definitely with Gethsemane and Calvary, right? Right. Well, when he went to pray and he brought three of his disciples with him, when he came back, they had fallen asleep. And he was like, why couldn't you just pray with me? Mm -hmm. You know, just this little time. And, and I didn't do it once. No. It no. twice. Yes. twice? Yeah. Yeah, twice. Two or Maybe three, times. three times. I can't remember. But yeah, kept coming back and they kept being asleep and, and weren't with him mm -hmm. in his grief and, and loneliness. And you know when God turned his back on him because of his sin, you know that was the most lonely he ever felt. I mean, I cannot even imagine. God took his wrath on him. Yeah. The judgment we deserve. Right. Right. No doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some people define loneliness as, is what we feel when we're isolated from others. Mm -hmm. uh, loneliness often, I think, can, uh, has less to do with others' physical absence and more to do with feeling disconnected or alienated from other people. Yes. You can be in the same room with somebody and think, oh, we're, we're really together, but you're disconnected and you, you're lonely. I mean, that can happen. I mean, we see movie stars and we see these, uh, well, rock stars and, yeah. and people that, have everyone around them. Right. But again, they commit suicide. Because, yeah, like we saw that maybe about Elvis, and it just made me so sad to just, you know, so many celebrities surrounded by so many people died alone, committing, you know, suicide with drugs and things like that. It's just so sad. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think Jesus was probably, probably the most lonely person uh, mm -hmm. in history, in human history. Absolutely. Because let us look, I mean, look at this. In Philippians 2 7, Jesus humbled himself. Mm -hmm. He is called the fancy word is kenosis. It means he emptied himself. He left his heavenly, mm -hmm. physically heaven, mm -hmm. his throne, and came to earth. Uh, and and I, I think that very fact that he did that, uh, he experienced both the absence of his father and human mm -hmm. rejection at all levels. Right. Which could scarcely be imagined. Oh, can I? I mean, just think, leaving heaven to come to earth. For us. Right. Now, I want to clarify, when I say Jesus experienced the absence of his father, I don't mean that he didn't enjoy spiritual communion. Right. Because he still did. Yes. Uh, but it was and it was probably more sweeter than we would ever know or experience. Oh, definitely. But it was not the same as when before he left to come in the incarnation through uh, the birth of virgin birth. Correct. So when we look at this, you know, um, Jesus left the presence of his father in the manifestation in heaven to come to earth. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even though he was still in communion, it would be like, have you ever been like on a trip or something away from your family as a kid or anything like that? Uh, yeah, I was more of a homebody, so I didn't do a lot of okay. that. Yeah. Well, I didn't want to be lonely, so I stayed with my family. <laughs> I, I'm just kidding. Yeah. How about you? I have before, and, yeah. and I, I know other people have it, that, you know, they may be far away in some sort of camp or something mm -hmm, in a mm -hmm. place that's away from their family, mm -hmm. and it's such a great thing to be able to talk on the phone to their family. Right. 
But it's not the same as being in face-to-face in person. Oh, definitely. And I think it's similar. It's a horrible analogy, but similar to well, Jesus and his family. Makes sense, yeah. yeah. I mean, think, I mean, the thing about before we had, you know, where we have video chats and things like that, mm-hmm. you know, just hearing somebody's voice would take away that loneliness. You know, and we think, here we are, Jesus is, was without sin. Mm-hmm. And we think that sounds like a pleasant problem to have. Not a problem, but well, yeah. But think about it. I think that was tormenting to him. Absolutely. I think it was probably horrible. Oh, I know. It had to be. You know, you remember Lot. Mm-hmm. You know, Second Peter two eight says that Lot was tormented while living in Sodom and Gomorrah every right. day. Right. Such an evil city, and he was trying to be a man of God. Um, but it was just surrounded by evilness, well, much like we are today. Yeah, and I, and I think as Christians, mm-hmm. we kind of experience loneliness in a different way. Definitely. Yeah. You know, before I was a Christian, I drank and right, you know, just about everything. And you know, I remember I got saved. Man, I felt like God and I, and we are connected. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, I went and told my drinking buddies. Yeah, but about they turned, Jesus, and uh, I lost turned, all my friends. Yeah, they turned their back on you. Yeah. They didn't want to hear that. No. Right. So we experience loneliness in a different way, I think, than the world. But it's still loneliness. Uh, it is. It is. Um, what do you think Jesus' childhood was like? I imagine he, uh, well, I mean, he was different. He probably always felt different. Um, and because, you know, I mean, he'd never sinned. So it would be hard to be around somebody that never sinned. Would you want to be friends with somebody like that? Because you would think you were always awful. <laughs> well, you know, Jesus did have to learn. Right. And, you know, it's not a sin to not know how to tie a shoe or something. Well, no, definitely not. Because it said he grew in grace. He grew in right. Grace. But you're right. This is someone who never did anything wrong. Yeah. As far as sin. Yeah. Against God. Right. I mean, I know growing up, I definitely, well, I was not perfect, but I was always kind of a goody goody. <laughs> so, uh-huh. yeah. Sometimes I was a little lonely. Yeah. So I think that, you know, Jesus probably wanted friends, don't you mm-hmm. think? I think he probably craved it. Uh, he probably did. He probably did, but probably didn't have as many um, as he would have because he was without sin. Because holiness makes people flee. Right. And oftentimes, the closer you get to Jesus, the more you get people flee from you. True. It, it can be lonely being a Christian, but in the end, we get the most wonderful thing because we get heaven. Amen. So, absolutely. We also know that his whole family rejected him. Yeah. In Luke four sixteen to 30, we know he stood up and said, truly, I tell you, no prophet is accepted in his own hometown. Mm-hmm. You know, we often think that our home, our, our families, that we were reared up in, mm-hmm. and our hometown would welcome us with open arms. Not always. Why is that? You think we would? Uh, people know us and stuff. That's the reason. Well, people I think know yeah, us people, stuff. people yeah. know us. Yeah, they remember us when. So yeah. Well, look at the cross. I mean, when Jesus was at the cross, what of it? Who of his family was there? His mother. His mother. And only a few disciples. You know. So even in the end. It was lonely for him, of course, because God turned his back, but he was not surrounded 
by his family. He was not surrounded by his friends because well, a lot of them had fled. And that's why Jesus had John, yeah. his mom, right. take care of his mom. Because his brother was not there. His brothers and sisters weren't. No. It, no. Took, it took the resurrection yes. for them to come to, to believe who he was. Right. So that shows you know more about his loneliness. You know, Psalm 69 tells us a lot. Or it tells us some things about uh, Jesus's silent childhood. Okay. Uh, with the exception of Dr. Luke, who mm -hmm. mentions him when he was 12 years old. Right. Remember, Temple. he went in, in the caravan and mm -hmm. and Mary and everyone. They, were the brothers they left him. Left him. <laughs> yeah, we can be Temple. hard on that. Yeah. That was easy to do that. Oh, absolutely. Easy. Yeah. And they come back and she, and she says, what are you doing? Right. What do you say? He said, I'm about my father's business. He's begging, like, you should have known where I was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I think this psalm here, really, we can almost picture a small boy, a teenager, a young mm -hmm. man, mm -hmm. crying into his palms mm -hmm. of the way he was treated. It, 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 it's a real touching. I want to hit on Psalm 69, verse 7 through 12. Okay. Uh, I'm going to start with verse 7. All right. It says, for I endure scorn for your sake, and shame mm. covers my face. Mm. So this is, uh, Jesus was bullied. I'm sure he was. I'm sure he was, unfortunately. Jesus was probably told he was weird. Yeah. Yeah. Called a goody-goody, just all kind of things, I'm sure. He says in verse 8, I am a foreigner to my own family, mm. a stranger to my own mother's children. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Mary had other children, number one, mm -hmm. because it, you know, uh, it, it, it affirms that because right. Joseph and Mary had relations after. Yes. And it also confirms that, uh, that he was an alien to mm -hmm. his mother and his children, his, mm -hmm. his siblings. Right. Because his siblings were half brother and sister. Right. Mary. Um, remember when he started preaching how they came in and thought he was crazy? Yes, yes, and even at one point called his mother down. He did. Yeah, and that had to be lonely. I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was. Can you imagine Mary and Joseph and his siblings mm -hmm. being around his holiness every day? I cannot imagine. It probably pushed them all away. It probably did. Yeah, definitely. They probably treated him badly at times, mm -hmm. and they probably even didn't know why, because they were resentful. Right, right. Yeah. But then it says in verse 9 and 10, For the zeal of your house consumes me, and the insults of those who insult, me, uh, insult you follow me. When I weep, I fast, I must endure scorn. Mm. This is talking about how Jesus, as a kid, was very dedicated to his faith. Mm -hmm. Of course, he didn't need faith. No. But his relationship with God. Yes. Yes. And people probably thought he was a fanatic. Probably so. You know, people probably wanted him to play with them, and 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 they and he maybe maybe wanted to, and mm -hmm. he probably picked glass. Right. I mean, that had to be horrible. This is Jesus in his childhood. Yeah. 
So Jesus uh, can relate right now to just about all of us. Yes, he can relate to the things that we go through in life. And I've never really thought about these things. So this is really interesting seeing, you know, through the eyes of Jesus, how he must have felt as a child, as a young person, how lonely he felt. In verse 11 or, or verse uh, verse 12, it says that those who sit at the gate mock me and I am the song of drunkards. Mm. He's talking about John. Mm. So who sits at the gate? Do you remember? Uh, the city leaders would sit city at the gate. City leaders and judges. Yeah. The important people. Right. So if you had a problem, you would go there. Yeah. So the leaders and the city leaders and the drunkards, both the good and the and the bad, the high of society and the low society, made fun of him. Mm. Wow. They even had a song, obviously, that had uh, Yeah, yeah, that's awful. Um, and then later on in John 8, 41, when Jesus was older, the Pharisee says, because Nazareth was kind of like a hillbilly town. Mm. It wasn't <laughs> what we think it is. Right. They were kind of a hillbilly town. Yeah. And uh, John 8, 40, 41, they're, at, they're there, and the Pharisees say, we were, we were not born of fornication. Hmm. So they they had a rumor going around yeah, that they, he was a right. pastor. Yeah, yeah. That Jesus was born out of what was uh, right. They still were sharing their stories. That's awful. So and then many of the disciples left him in the loneliness at the cross, like you mentioned. Mm -hmm. But this was prophecy mm -hmm. from his childhood, from leaving. His throne of heaven, mm -hmm. coming into the incarnation, mm -hmm. and growing up the way he did, mm -hmm. and living his life all the way to the cross was part of God's plan so that he would know how we feel with our loneliness. Definitely. Definitely. So that he could take our mess and turn it into a message. Absolutely. Isaiah 53 says he was a man of sorrows mm -hmm. who was rejected. Right. I want to. I want to say this. He he came first as a lamb, mm -hmm. sacrificed for our sin. He will come again as a lion, conquering his enemies. Mm. He came as a lamb, silently led to slaughter. He will come as a lion, roaring in righteousness, fury. He came as a lamb who made peace with God through his death. He will come as a lion who makes peace on earth through war. He came as a lamb to serve. He will come as a lion to reign. He came as a lamb to seek and save sinners. He will come as a lion, followed by sinners, now made saints. Oh, that's awesome. You know, for the lonely people that are following Jesus here on earth, mm -hmm. this is the, the worshipest gifts. Right. It's only going to get better. It, when we we're going to have full fellowship with God. For the people that think that eat, drink, and be merry mm -hmm. because there's no tomorrow, they will truly experience loneliness. They will truly experience loneliness. Right. And that's sad. It is sad. It is sad. Definitely. Definitely. So if you are experiencing loneliness, realize, first of all, if you have Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, you're never truly alone. You've always got somebody there with yes. you. Um, if you are not a Christian and you're feeling lonely, call out to Jesus uh, get surround yourself by people that are Christians, um, grow in the word, grow in, in knowledge of, of Christ. And, you know, when you find yourself at that lonely spot 
if you feel like you're constantly lonely, reach out and, and, and get some counseling to help you through those things. Definitely. Um, but most importantly, if you don't know the Lord as your personal Lord and Savior, do that today. Ask Him into your heart. Ask Him to be your Lord and Savior, and you will never be totally alone. That's right. And, I, you know, uh, I think this is a good thing and I that uh, we've talked about. I think mm-hmm. we need to talk about it more often. Absolutely. Uh, I think it's a major cause of suicide. I think so, too, yeah. because people feel like they are alone. And, and, you know, sometimes there's people that feel like they're alone. If they just would reach out to somebody, they wouldn't be alone. That's very true. Yeah. That's yeah. very true. I hope you guys got some good stuff out of this. And I think if, if you know, realizing that Jesus knows how you feel. Mm-hmm. He loves you and he will never leave you or forsake you. And that you, relating to him. Because he understands, and he's been tempted in every way, and he understands exactly what we're going to going through. Absolutely, and he will take your mess and turn it into a message for his glory, for your good. All right, thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great day. Yes. Bye. Take care.